Senior Life Journeys presents Carol Howell's Let's Talk Dementia, a podcast designed to help caregivers find knowledge, power, hope, and smiles in their dementia caregiving journey. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia. Here is your host, best-selling author, Carol Howell. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia. I'm Carol Howell, your host, and I'm glad that you're here. We are in a little bit of a series called Preventing Alzheimer's, and this is episode four, and it's called Ketones, Oil, and Zoe, My Dog. It's kind of a weird combination of things, but I'll bring it all together here. But I'm glad that you've chosen to join me as we learn about things we can do to prevent Alzheimer's. When I started my business 11 and a half years ago, the words preventing Alzheimer's were always followed by, you can't. There's nothing we know to do to prevent Alzheimer's. We don't know what causes it, so we don't know how to prevent it. But thankfully, as science has progressed and more and more doctors have become very involved in this, we know that, as I am being told, with something like an 85% um, odds of being successful, we can reduce those chances of us having Alzheimer's at all. But it does require change. Change can be easy. Change can be hard. Change can be exciting and change can be very difficult to manage psychologically and physically. The changes that I'm recommending for you and that, well, they're not my recommendations. They're from world-renowned scientists and physicians, but I am sharing them with you. Some of them are easy, you know, like having dinner with someone rather than eating alone, if at all that you can. Getting good sleep, that should be easy, but for some of us it's not. The hardest changes that you will make will be in your diet and how much you move your body and maybe even in reducing some of the chemicals you put on your body and in your body, but we'll talk about those later. But today I wanted to talk to you about a change that you can make in your body as far as the food we eat in relation to carbohydrates. Well, I have always thought, you know, if I ate low fat, um, then I was doing something good for my body and in the process wound up weighing 272 pounds at 5 foot 4 inches. I don't say that with pride, but I tell you it's the fact. I have lost a hundred, over 100 pounds, and, and I'm fighting to get the rest of this off. But I be, became um, very aware that no matter how little I ate or how much I exercised, I was not losing weight. And that's really what turned me on to the book from which I am preaching to you this series. And that book is called The Grain Brain Whole Life Plan by Dr. David Pearl Mutter, P-E-R-L-M-U-T-T-E-R. I just so recommend you hop over to Amazon and order yourself a copy. Now, he has the Grain Brain and then the Grain Brain Whole Life Plan, and I'm working from the Grain Brain Whole Life Plan. So as I read to you things from this book, I am reading from his book, I, not my words. <laughs> I wish I had, I had written this book, but alas, I did not. But in that process, I learned that all those carbs I was eating so that I could be eating low fat actually were not good for me. And that was pretty, pretty shocking. In his book, it says, so what happens when you substantially reduce your carbohydrate intake and derive more of your calories from fat? Well, that's a good question because, well, that's what I'm doing. He says you turn your body into a fat-burning machine. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I love those words. Let's burn that fat and get it off this girl. When you follow diet low in carbohydrates, minimal in protein, and rich in healthy fats and plant-based fibers, you stimulate the body to use fat 
rather than glucose for fuel. Well, girl, I got enough fat on my hips. We can all live for a while. <laughs> but I would like for that not to be the case, so I'm working on this. He goes on to say, more specifically, you force the body to turn specialized substances called ketones for energy. Hmm, that's what the body turns to is ketones for energy. Well, guess what food the brain likes? The brain likes ketones. And so if we are giving the brain nourishment through ketones, it's as if the brain pulled up to an all-you-can-eat buffet and said, move away, I want some of everything. It likes that. So a ketogenic diet is healthy for us when it's done properly. Now, there are various forms of ketogenic diets out there that are not so healthy, and you have to be careful and smart about what you're doing. Um, ketones um, are produced by the liver using fatty acids from your food or your body fat and they're released into the bloodstream where they can travel to the brain and other organs to be used as fuel. So we want this. This is something we want to happen. He goes on to say new evidence is emerging from animal research and clinical trials to show that ketogenic diets help treat an array of neurological disorders from, now tell me do you have any of these things, Headaches, hmm. sleep disorders, bipolar disorder, autism, brain cancer, and other diseases. That's just interesting to me. So I went on in several classes, learned more about ketogenics and how the brain responds to ketones, how to get those ketones, and was shocked to hear uh, actual reports of folks who, for instance, had Parkinson's and uh, their tremors were so severe that they couldn't feed themselves, couldn't hold a fork and get it to their mouth without, you know, the food going everywhere, or button their shirt or tie their shoes. But once they were introduced to ketones through their food, through their diet, in a regular fashion, like morning, noon, and night, or morning and night, that those symptoms went away and they could actually do all those things because their tremors were reduced so drastically. Um, studies have also shown that children who are epileptic when put on a very strict ketogenic diet see a huge decrease and a massive increase in their, um, well, decrease in their tremors and an increase in their quality of life. Now you've got to know this is good stuff. We're not putting chemicals in our body. We're not getting injections. We're not taking pills. We're not doing any of that. We're just changing what we eat. And let me tell you, it's good stuff that I eat. Once I get people to taste it, <laughs> and I've got a friend that no matter what I cook, she snarls her nose up. She ain't never tasted none of it. But they'll go, wow, that's really good. I experienced this at my sister's house a few weeks ago. I don't like to go out to eat too much. And I said, can I cook while I'm at your house? And she said, sure. And so I began making various things and um, wasn't quite sure how they would respond. I kind of thought they would like it. And this was the response. We want those recipes in detail so we can repeat them. So it's good, good food. Another example of how ketones help an individual um, and I use the word individual in quotes, is my own story with our little dog named Zoe. Well, now, Zoe is over here in her, her bed while I work. She, I, I tell her you have to come to the office and go to work with me, and she does, and she's an eight-pound miniature dachshund. And Zoe ha began having seizures 
probably within a year or so after we adopted her, she was two at the time, so we'll say somewhere around three or four, she started having seizures, and Zoe is nine now. And as time has progressed, her seizures have gotten more intense and um, more scary. And they are, as I call, the grand mal seizures. If you've ever watched somebody who had epilepsy have a grand mal seizure, their entire body seized. They, everything about them would shake and, and tighten up and their body would pull inwards and they would fight or they would drool or whatever. My sister has seizures. It's horrible to watch. It's just horrible. And when little Zoe began having, when she had her first seizure, I had no clue what was going on. And then as time went on, and she would have them periodically and then closer together and closer together and closer together. It was so hard for me to watch this. She'd come and jump on my lap. That way I knew she was going to have a seizure. And only thing I could do was hold her good and tight and whisper in her ear that she was going to be okay. Afterwards, Zoe would be sick and generally vomit two, three, four times. Just, oh, y'all, it was horrible. So when I began reading about ketones um, and being at, feeding the brain ketones, being in a state of ketosis if possible, helping people who had tremors and um, who had seizures, I thought, oh my gosh, wonder what it would do for little Zoe. So I called the veterinarian and I said, I want to give Zoe coconut oil every morning and every night in her food because those coconut that coconut oil causes the body to produce ketones. Those ketones feed the brain and supposedly it helps with seizures. Can I do this? And the veterinarian said, yes, do a half a teaspoon in the morning, a half a teaspoon at night. Well, we began that. It has been four months now and Zoe has not had one full seizure. Now, let me preface this or further explain it by saying she did try very hard to have a seizure about two weeks after starting that uh, coconut oil twice a day and she jumped on my lap she shook a little bit it lasted maybe a minute and she never went into a full seizure three times since that she's jumped in my lap and shook just a teeny bit and within oh gosh 30 seconds totally stopped no vomiting none of that stuff and all I've done is added a quarter teaspoon of coconut oil to breakfast and lunch for her. Now, should you do this for your dog? Girlfriend, I got no idea, but you might want to talk to your doctor about it. Always, before you change anything in your eating plan for yourself or for your dog um, or for your loved one with dementia, make sure you check with the doctor. I'm not a physician, but I sure read a lot of books about it. And I, and I encourage you to, to get Dr. Pearl Motor's book and read it, too. He goes on to say the brain's energy energy needs account for 20% of total energy expenditure. So 20% of the energy that is used by your body each day is used by your brain. Well, I know a few people who's probably not using that much of their brain or their energy. What do you think? <laughs> we won't talk about them right now. Normal healthy brain cells thrive, thrive when fueled by ketones. He goes on further to say studies have documented that ketosis shores up the hippocampus. Now folks, I've told you the hippocampus is that part in the very center of your brain that holds new memories. It is the first part of the brain that is affected by Alzheimer's disease and it's why your loved one can't remember what they had for lunch because that's a new memory. It's in the hippocampus. So we know that ketosis helps to shore up the hippocampus. Um, hippocampus 
cells degenerate, leading to cognitive dysfunction and memory loss, as I just told you. But with greater energy reserves, the neurons are better buffered against disease stressors. How do we do that? Ketosis, consuming ketones. So what can you do? Now, first of all, remember, you've got to talk to your doctor about what Carol's telling you. But getting ketones is not as hard as you might think. We do want to make diet changes, and we're going to talk about those in, in more detail as time goes on here. Um, making sure we're not eating sugar, though. I mean, guys, there's just no reason you need sugar in any form, shape, fashion. If you read it in the ingredients and something ends in O-S-E, like fructose, that's sugar, and it goes by so many names. And artificial sweeteners, aspartame, NutraSweet, saccharin, all of those are so harmful for your body and your brain. Don't do it. Just don't, y'all. It's going to kill us all. Um, the sweetener you can use, as I've told you repeatedly, is by Sweet Leaf called Liquid Stevia, or you can get powdered. The Sweet Leaf brand, it is all natural, and, it's, and it doesn't have sugar in it. There are actually um, stevias who have sugar in them. Go figure that. I don't know. That's like having collard greens that somebody put chocolate on. <laughs> but then again, if it was dark chocolate, that might actually be good for us because dark chocolate is good for us. But making those diet changes. But one of the things that you can do to get ketones into your body quickly is coconut oil. So cook with coconut oil. Um, it, I don't cook it on high temperatures. I've read that you can, but I have a new frying pan that won't allow me to cook on high temperatures. It's a ceramic glazed one, so somewhere around medium. I use coconut oil for just about everything, and it's quite easy to cook with and use it like you would any other oil. I also bought MCT oil. MCT stands for Medium Chain Triglycerides, and you can buy a gallon of it from Amazon for anywhere between about $50 and $100. Now, I'm going to tell you the difference between the two prices. The $100 one comes with a $4.95 squirt pump. The $50 bottle does not. <laughs> That's the difference. So order the $50 bottle, flip on over and find where you can order the pump that goes down in the bottle for five more bucks and you have saved yourself $45. Pretty good deal, huh? So every morning I do one pump, which is about a tablespoon from that bottle and I put it in my coffee. Now, yes, I know it's there. I can feel it on my lips because, well, oil is greasy has no taste whatsoever, just none. I put a pump of it in a glass for my husband, and I add a little bit of grape juice to it. He probably gets uh, somewhere between an eighth and a quarter of a cup of grape juice because that's you know got a lot of sugar in it, a lot of carbohydrates in it, natural sugar, but a lot of carbohydrates. And he just drinks it down. He, we both do that with our probiotics that we take every day also. That's just an easy way to get ketones to the brain. Even if you're not going to do other good things for your body, consider adding that MCT oil once you've checked with your doctor to your diet and ask him what about doing it twice a day. Now, I would tell you it's recommended not to do it twice a day initially, just to do it once a day for you know a couple weeks or so, and then add the second dose if you're so inclined because that big uh, change in initially could cause upset stomach in the world. Um, of diarrhea. That's what, and you don't want that. So you would, you'd want to introduce that second dose maybe several weeks later. But do check with your doctor about that. It is an easy thing you can do to feed your brain, and your brain needs food, and you need food. 
So let's feed the brain and your body health healthfully. Yeah, that's the good word. All right, you guys, we're going to talk again on our next episode. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about your belly and your gut and how you what you are eating is going into your belly and potentially is leaving the belly and that is called leaky gut syndrome when when particles from your food leave the belly and get into the bloodstream mm, bad news for us so we're going to talk a little bit about that and why that um, is a bad deal and what you can do to fix it want to guess how what you can do to fix it mm -hmm. being careful what you eat that's what it is you guys are going to hate me soon when you start hearing me talk about the things you should not be eating. It's nothing you don't already know. All right, I am going to share some good recipes with you as time goes on. Makes me hungry thinking about some of it. I can tell you one of them is a waffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got no flour in it. Mm -mm -mm. So good for you. It's a happy thing. All right, see you on our ne next episode of Let's Talk Dementia. Blessings and smiles. A special thank you to our sponsors, National Association of Veterans and Families, 800-352-2919 or www.navf.org. Contact them for information regarding benefits for the veteran or the spouse of the veteran. Tell them Carol sent you. National Association of Veterans and Families. They speak veteran, so you don't have to. HD Imports, located in Rock Hill, South Carolina, wonderful mechanics for the repair and maintenance of Honda, Hyundai, Acura, Toyota, and Kia. HD Imports, 803-985-0985. I would like to take a special moment and thank you for being a part of Let's Talk Dementia. You can find all of our resources at our website, letstalkdementia.org. Our podcasts, our videos, our books, our blogs, and a form where you can contact me are all right there on the website. I look forward to hearing from you. Blessings and smiles.